Welcome to Behind the Menu. It is officially 2020, so Happy New Year to you all. I'm super excited to have the opportunity to kick off the new year with a new interview. This time I'm talking to Sarah Jo, owner of Mangrain Bakery in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. The thing I love about doing these interviews is I virtually walk away from them super inspired and encouraged. While Sarah Jo and I do talk about baking, we talk about leadership and what I have come to know as something special about her and her bakery. She has created this culture within her bakery that I just gravitate towards, and I really wanted to hear more about her thoughts on work environment and just loving her team. I feel like if you're a small business owner with a team, you can find something to resonate within this interview. So here it goes. I found you. I was like, I've been getting super into sourdough baking and especially like last summer, I think is when it like got started. But so I like clicked on hashtag sourdough and I found one of your shirts. Can you tell me the sweatshirt? Is it still available? It says, what does it say? It says loaf me, loaf me. Is that oh, what it says? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, loaf me, loaf me. Say that you loaf me. <laughs> yes. Can you, did you come up with that? Who's this clever person that I need to talk to? Is it you? <laughs> I don't think it's me. No. Um, we have a thing called the bread party every day. So from 8.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. we shape, we divide and shape all the sourdough. So um, there's at least like three people, sometimes four if need be. And we <clears throat> basically named it the bread party to where now it's just like, that's what we call it. And it's very normal. <laughs> <laughs> and so while we are dividing dough and tossing it to the next person, uh, occasionally we would say, loaf me, like, give me a oh. loaf, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, loaf me. And then it turned into loaf me, loaf me. And then we were like, say that you loaf me. <laughs> and then the next part is need me, need me, say that you need me. <laughs> yes, yes, of I'm course. Like, this is brilliant. And then we're like, let's put it on a shirt and it kind of took off, so it was pretty exciting. But um, they, we no longer have – we have, like, long sleeves. <sighs> say that in the corner, but I think I need to bring the crew next back. Yes. I yeah. want one, and I will order it, and I will pay lots <laughs> of money. You can, like, overcharge me, and I would still yeah, be like, yep, just, I want it. Yeah, we're going to triple it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, okay, so you are the owner of Main Grain Bakery. And so yeah. that's how I found you was Instagram, beautiful Instagram. Um, can you tell me about Main Grain and where you're located? Because you're in a place that I know nothing about. Yeah, definitely. So um, we are in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, so central Wisconsin, um, it's a very small town. I mean, not very small, sorry. Um, it's a medium-sized town <laughs> and I grew up in a super small town. So moving to Stevens Point seemed, um, you know, rather large. Um, so yep, we're in Wisconsin and, um, we have a campus in our town. And so, um, we have a lot of students and then a lot of, I mean, the business attracts more like middle-aged families, like younger couples, like with kids. And then, um, we do get a lot, you know, a few college students, but that's not really like our main, um, focus, but, um, so yeah, it's just a collaboration of awesome people and, um, there's a lot happening right now. So it's really exciting to be in this community. Um, you know, we opened the bakery because there wasn't one like what we're doing. I mean, there were a few like smaller bakeries, but like 
the artisan sourdough style of baking that we were introducing to Stevens Point was completely new to people. And so I believe that's just kind of why it was successful. Um, just because it was, you know, something kind of fun for people to learn about. And, um, so yeah, it's just a really, it's a really awesome time to live here right now. (laughs) Did you, do you think that you had to like educate uh, like guests or customers or even people like on your team, like what you were doing. Cause I have also experienced that where people don't, they don't understand like the artisan part of like actual sourdough, like old world way of like doing it. Yeah, definitely. I think in the beginning, you know, it was a lot of just like a lot of, I mean, it still is a lot of labor, but, um, we were just shaping, I mean, we had like one small mixer and we were just doing a lot of work. Um, and then, yeah, you're hand shaping every single loaf. And, you know, there's days that we make like 40 loaves and there's days that we make like 90. So it's just a lot. So every single loaf is like (laughs) created with our hands, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't, I mean, even like our rolls or our ciabattas, um, you know, we don't use like a dough cutter or, um, like a machine of any sort to divide those. It's all with a scale. And so, yes, oh my goodness, wouldn't that be awesome to have that and more efficient, of course. However, it kind of takes away from like, I mean, using that like scale is so cool. (laughs) And, um, I just think that is kind of where the beauty lies too. So, yeah. But do you think that people like like came in uh, and they were like didn't get sourdough and they're like, can I just have like a white, like Wonder Bread white style loaf? Yeah, I think in the beginning, you know, people were like, huh, well, this is like we also had like Asiago time, which is just a savory, cheesy loaf. Mm-hmm. That people were like, that what? Delicious. <laughs> so I think that helped. <laughs> we also offered like a lighter loaf, like a whiter, you know, a white loaf and a semolina variety and so I think for the most part people were pretty content and there are still people that are like I just want white bread and I'm like okay well you know here's your option it's not going to be seen in the store it's going to you know it has a life of five days on the counter after that you gotta throw in the freezer for some reason it's lasting that long (laughs) Um, um, you know there's still a lot of uh, learning, but at the same time, we've just kind of like honed in on our client that we're really looking for. And so, um, I think that's super important too. Yeah, that's good. And that's cool that you're in a town. Do you call it a city or a town? A city, I guess. I don't know. Either one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's cool that your city is like how you said, it's just a great time to like be living there. And it sounds like you are kind of paving the way for like this history within it. And you probably don't know that you're the impact that you're already making on your town. Um, What is your sourdough starters name? Oh my God. That is a great question. Um, Well, we have three mothers and we have not named them. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Well, tomorrow, (laughs) Are you going to work tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we'll definitely come up with a name. Um, they, yeah, the three mothers are in um, our retarder throughout the week, and then we bring them out once um, every Monday, and they see the light of day, and then they go back to bed. <laughs> so, um, from them, we create five total. So, um, and then we have those out um, all week, feeding them twice a day. So, I feel like there's a lot of sourdoughs, but we definitely should name them. Um, like, yeah, like Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother's name is Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So how did you get into baking and how did you get into owning Main Grain Bakery or opening it? Yeah, so I went to college in Stevens Point and um, I went to school for four years. And uh, when I graduated, well, I guess I'll back up. When I was in school, I once I like moved into an actual house with like a kitchen instead of like a dorm room, um, I was like, dang, like, I want to, like, make all the food that I can make. But it wasn't just, like, making food. It was just, like, mostly baking. And so I would have, like, pie Mondays is what I called them. And I made pie every Monday. And I would invite all my friends over to eat pie. And sometimes I'd have to make, like, three or four pies at a time. um, And we would just eat pie every Monday. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then I would teach some of my friends because they were like, I want to know how to make a pie. So then I would show them, like, this is like the lattice crust and blah, blah, blah. So, and then I would like go home for the holidays and just be like, mom, I'm like using your kitchen. <laughs> and Like we're going to make, you know, whatever it is. And then I um, eventually started doing like weddings. I did my sister's wedding. Uh, that was my very first wedding cake. Like it, the morning of her wedding is when I like just realized how to make um, like Swiss buttercream. <laughs> mm, that's <laughs> my I'm, favorite. Okay, this worked out and it's going on the cake and her wedding's today, so <laughs> perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty funny. And um, then uh, I started doing, yeah, a few more weddings on the side, just kind of like some small things. And I would throw like dinner parties and just like spend the whole day making food. I don't know. I, I don't know what my life was back then. <laughs> like I was just a college student, like in a rental home, like throwing these parties in my backyard with like tables and tablecloths and like really awesome food and desserts. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, it was, it was just kind of crazy. So then I started working at, um, a cafe in Stevens Point, uh, cafe 27. And, um, I started doing an internship there and then I eventually that turned into a job and I basically just like made cook- like the same cookies over and over and over again. And I was like, you know what? I really love this. It taught me a lot, but I think I need to like figure out the next step. And um, at that time, there were two gentlemen that I went to school with and they had started baking artisan sourdough out of their um, apartment in Stevens Point. And they're like, hey, this is like happening and we're super into it. And we have a lot of um, friends and family and professors on this like email list. And it would be super cool if you would want to do like the sweets side of it. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. So I went over and I was like, all right, what's going on here? And I was like, dang, you guys have like a Hobart up here, like <laughs> a mixer mixer. <laughs> and um, they had baskets and linens and um couches and just like buckets of flour and scoops and dough scrapers and scales like all over the living room (laughs) and I was like man this is like serious production and so I remember on Thanksgiving we like baked all this bread and then we packaged it all and delivered it to all of our friends that ordered it and I would say it was at least like you know at the time like 25 loaves in a small apartment was quite a bit yeah we were making like tiny little deliveries <laughs> uh, the night before Thanksgiving in the snowstorm. Oh my gosh. And, um, it was just super fun. So I was like, okay, this can, this can be something. So we started looking for spaces to um, just use to rent out for a kitchen space. And we weren't really finding anything that um, met our needs. And eventually we came across 
the space that we're in right now, which is attached to a coffee shop and was once just like a garage. It literally has a garage door in it. And um, they use it for like music venues and just like overflow and, you know, pretty simple space, nothing too crazy. And I was like, would you ever rent this out? And he was like, well, yeah, what's the plan? And so I kind of sat down the owner of the coffee shop and um, he graciously was like, I don't know. I'm like, how did you trust three young kids <laughs> to be like, yep, we're going to start a bakery in this space. And he let us put in a kitchen and build a wall and basically renovate the space to make it ours. And um, the rest is history. <laughs> is that coffee shop still on the other side? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What is that coffee shop called? Emmy uh, J's. Emmy J's, you said? Uh, yeah, M-E-E-M-Y. Emmy J's. All right. I'm going to look it up. Um, Cool. So then how did it like, when did you know that you like had something spectacular after you like got in the door? Like once you started like making like your kitchen was in and then you opened the doors, like what was that like opening the doors that very first day? Oh man, that was crazy. I remember my um, boyfriend at the time, which is now my husband, Michael, uh, he was like, so you open like in a week, like what are you making? And I was like, I don't, I'll figure it out. (laughs) And the guys, like the two guys had like their bread recipes, like already done. And like, they were ready to rock. They had everything like honed in, you know, they had all the equipment. We just needed to transfer it into the space and start basic baking basically. And I was like, well, I'll just like, and this is just my life. Like, this is just what I do. I'm like, I'll just throw some things together that morning. And like, who's going to come? Like people know about it, but like, I don't know, it's just going to be whatever. And I was working at a food co-op at the time. And so on my breaks, I would like, I just remember looking up like recipes. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I could try that or I could try that. And um, that morning, I just like made, I think we were there at like two in the morning and I just like made some scones and I made, but we, I never, I didn't like prep anything. Like, I just didn't think that people were going to like be there. Yeah. And Um, so I was like baking scones and I made oatmeal cream pies, um, which is two oatmeal cookies with a honey buttercream in the middle. And I made those day one and we are still baking those and they're our most popular item. So that morning we opened at seven, I think, and we had like a line out the door and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) 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 Well, I guess we weren't prepared and, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, but we're just like, okay, well, we're sold out. And like, this is physically all we can do right now and we'll see you tomorrow. And then we're like, okay, this is getting real. Like people want baked goods apparently. And, um, we all like, didn't know a lot about like business development. Um, but just kind of the three of us putting our heads together Um, kind of made it happen and I was really busy working on like the look of the space and the layout and our marketing Um, I think Facebook was like our main source of you know promoting at the time and it still is one of them but um, yeah so definitely crazy not a lot of sleep (laughs) so then that first day so you got there at 2 a.m and you didn't have anything preps and then you sold out and then you're probably like I need a prep for tomorrow did you open the next day Cause I feel like I would be like, I need to go home and sleep and we need to not open tomorrow. Um, I think we were on such a high that just like, you just kept going. <laughs> we just kept on going. And I was also still working at the co-op. So I was like, okay, um, I got to go to work. <laughs> so 
I'll, I'm going to close the co-op, like work my 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. shift, and then I'll go to bed, and then I'll wake up at 2 a.m., and I just didn't prep. Like, I just would make stuff in the middle of the night, early morning, and then make as much as we could for the counter. And then, you know, it kind of, like, it was still, like, a very successful time, but, you know, after a while, it just kind of, like, fizzles out, and then you just, like, it just evens out, and you figure out, you know, what works best, and scheduling, and eventually the fact that I needed to, um, like, quit working at the co-op and just do the bakery full-time, which um, I was 21, so I still was, like, living off student loans, so the best time to open a business is when you still have student loans, <laughs> Um, because I had that like income to hold me over until we got our first paycheck, which was like six months later. Um, yeah. So it was a lot of long days and long nights and not a lot of sleep, but all worth it in the end. Did. Yeah. That is a crazy story. And it's also crazy that you were just so young and it kind of seems like you didn't quite understand like the weight of what you were doing and now you're still in it and you're still committed. So that's, uh, that's that's cool. Um, so, yeah. but you didn't know whenever you guys opened the shop, um, you didn't know much about like sourdough. Did you have to like? Was that confusing to learn? Because it took me a while and a lot of research like to learn sourdough. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like a huge. Uh, I mean, it was amazing that they. You know, it was Nick and Kyle who kind of took that whole side on, and I was more in charge of like the look and feel of the bakery and then the sweets. And so I had, I didn't even like touch a loaf of bread or use the bread oven or do any of the mixes. I had no idea what they were doing for like a year. And then eventually, or maybe two years. And eventually I was like, you know what? I should like unload that oven <laughs> because I was just too busy doing my side of things that like yeah. it, at that time, it didn't make sense to learn the sourdough. And, um, a couple of years into the business, um, you know, when each, business owner owns an equal portion of the business you need someone to like just own a little bit more to make like decisions and move forward and um I'm all about cooperatives because I'm part of one right now <laughs> and um you know it's the way that we did it in the past it was just we were just young and it was just a tough it was a tough road and eventually um I ended up uh buying them out and just having the business um solely owned. So that was a tough transition. Um, and that's kind of when they were like, okay, cool. Well, uh, we're going to move on and, um, we're ending on just fine terms. And this is exactly, uh, how you manage the sourdoughs. And so I was like, okay, I like, I gotta like really put my head down and figure this out. This is a lot to handle. And, um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of how that, that's kind of how my sourdough uh, skills chimed in there. So, okay. So the oatmeal cookie and you said it's a honey buttercream in the middle. That's your most popular. Yeah. We've had the oatmeal cream pies every single day and that is definitely a very popular item. So I would say that and our chocolate espresso scone, um, and probably chocolate chip cookies are like top three. That, that sounds great. <laughs> and delicious I feel like whenever I watch you on Instagram I feel like I am like watching you guys make bread oh yeah yeah for sure but that's probably like you said like that's the bread party and you're probably there's probably no are you not open yet is that when the bread party happens 
Um, nope, we are open. We have like a transparent kitchen. So you walk in and you can just like see us in all of our glory. Like there's no <laughs> hiding. Like um, we don't have a back room. It's the back room is like we joke about it. It's like behind the oven. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I've so definitely that, worked in kitchens like that. <laughs> yeah. You just pull up a stool and have your sandwich. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you work yep I've worked in a kitchen where it was like all like you're talking about it's like all open and we called like behind the like we had like a single door fridge and that was like a corner over there where no one could see you and that was we called that our break room (laughs) that's awesome yep and we have like a milk crate though that was like the chair for the break room (laughs) yep exactly we just use yeah our fold-out stool (laughs) it's really only me that does it everyone else is like what are you doing (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but you're probably there all day long. Yeah, and I always say, too, like, if you, like, work in the restaurant industry and you're not, like, eating over a trash can with, like, a glove on your hand, then, like, I feel like you're not really, like, working in the restaurant industry. You're not actually, you know. (laughs) You're just, you're just writing things down. (laughs) Okay, so then what's your favorite thing to bake? Um, And I know that there's a difference between your favorite thing to bake and your favorite thing to eat. So what is your favorite thing to bake and what's your favorite thing to eat? Well, baked item to eat. Um, I love cookies. I always have like, like, I just love coming up with like new ideas for cookies. I like scooping them. I like rolling them. I, I, it's like this weird, like, I don't know. I love mixing them together. It's just like easy and very, um, rewarding. (laughs) And so, um, lately we've been getting into a lot, um, more like cookie varieties, but I would say like my favorite thing to do if I'm just gonna like crank out like it would just be cranking out cookies um I also really like coming up with new cake flavors um and like cheesecake flavors just kind of like unique fun ones and um we make uh pinwheels which is just like a sweet cream cheese dough and then we put an apricot spread in the middle with like a raisin and walnut filling and I think just like spreading the jam thinly and rolling that up is satisfying (laughs) Um, so yeah, I would say those are my top, my top ones. And those are like also your favorite ones to eat too? Um, to eat, I would say, uh, I, yeah, I like, I used to not like cheesecake and now I love it. Um, what else? Uh, I, yeah, I usually eat like the cake scraps. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I recently started making croissants. And so that's just like a given, like, come on, you know, <laughs> Yeah, how is your uh, croissant making? It's I feel like that's always a difficult, difficult pastry. Well, yeah, and they're sourdough croissants, but I can't. Oh even, my goodness! Yeah, I can't even take credit for them right now. Our uh, one of my employees, John, um, he just started experimenting with them, and he's kind of bringing them to the table um, slowly but surely. And we just have them on Tuesdays, and we have a very small amount, and. Um, so I give him all the credit. <laughs> He's He did like all the research and created a new sourdough for us and um, typed up the recipe. And so kind of letting him run with that, um, that you're going to have to have a podcast with him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, is he hand laminating or do you guys have a dough sheeter? Oh, hand laminating for sure. Oh, congratulations, John. You, you have a winner. And I don't even need to taste it. I just know like not even like croissants with like yeast but then making a sourdough like I feel like adds like a whole nother level of 
man, he probably messed up a ton. And yeah, <laughs> they're probably super rewarding for him Definitely. now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So we make regular ones, then he does like a different variety, um, like a different flavor filling the next week. And um, like he did like a lime raspberry and I was like, dang, kid, this is awesome. So, um, and the flavor is like phenomenal. You know, you have a croissant and I'm like, good, this is good. And then you have a sourdough croissant and you're like, what is go- actually going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, so then you said he, he made like a lime raspberry. So that's actually another question that I had um, for you. So what are like different flavor combinations that you personally like to put together or you find yourself co- constantly putting together? Um, I think we're a huge like dried fig bakery, fig, IG. <laughs> yeah. And uh, cardamom is, like, another, like, staple. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are, like, our top two, like, unique um, flavors that we have to describe to a lot of people. Like, what are figs and what is cardamom? Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, those are just kind of uh, fun ones. We also do a pistachio fig cake. So it's a pistachio cake with a fig filling and then a cream cheese frosting. And so I would say that's, like, our most um, unique flavor in the cake department nobody orders it but when they do they're like okay yeah about that we're gonna have to get that again (laughs) I'm like I told you it's awesome yeah I that sounds delicious and those are like flavors like right up my alley and cardamom um actually a lot of people relate cardamom to me just because I love it so much (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah we do Um, when we do savory stuff for our toast catering we use black cardamom and that I don't know if you've ever used that before. Uh-uh. Um, it's like it's like a natural smoky flavor, and it comes in like larger pods than the green ones. And Whoa. you where you just kind of like open them, and um, but yeah, it's like smoky. It's so good. Wait, what do you put it on now? Oh my goodness, I don't even know why I don't know about this. Tell me more. What? So what do you put it on? Well, we um, have another little offshoot of the bakery called Toast. And so we cater events and uh, have a tote, like a commercial toaster that like, like a little conveyor belt and it runs the toast through and then we put stuff on the top and we sell it. And then (laughs) if we're making something with black cardamom, that's where that plays in. So um, yeah, that's just like a little side, side biz of the bakery. And you just like sprinkle it on top? Um, no, uh, usually in like a sauce or something like some sort of spread that we've, um, made or used it with, um, my husband is Mar- is our toast master. So, um, he's the black cardamom, cardamom guru. All right. I want to look into it. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was wondering, do you buy you so that you buy them whole pods and not like ground? Yeah. Whole pods. So it's fresh. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to have to look into this learn something new all the time um um sweet and you know incorporate it somehow but we yeah um okay so you told me about john who is on your team so it actually leads perfectly into um one of the things that i've noticed about you um, looking from far away is you do a lot of instagram stories and it just seems like you have such a healthy culture within your team and it's just such a unique thing to notice it from like far away, like never being in your shop and watching it. And I'm just like, she just seems like a great boss and she seems like she's invested in her people and that she appreciates them being there. And I guess I just wanted to talk more 
to you about that and kind of your mindset on how you think that way and how you uh, delegate to your people and yeah all around like what does it mean to like be a boss in general awesome yeah for sure this is my favorite topic (laughs) great um I mean people say like you know we love your bakery and all of these things in the back of my mind I just can't help but be like okay thank you I'm so thankful that you love our bakery or my bakery but it's just like it's just so not me it's everyone and so yes I started this with two others and yes I've gone through a lot and I've learned a lot but it's totally just like our team crushing it <laughs> and um so I guess the biggest uh, thing is just to make sure that they are like happy and healthy and comfortable and we communicate properly. And it's such a small space that like you can't like, there's just, I, we have a rule. It's just like, there's no bullshit here. Like you say it how it is. If you have to go, you have to go. If you need, like, let's just like figure this out together people. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would say like, I have pretty high expectations of like, when I hire, like what, you know, what I expect out of them. And I feel like they see that. And the more that I, I don't want to say that we're like friends, but it definitely does get to that, like close to that point. Um, the more they just like respect and understand, you know, if I'm like a little bit more transparent with them, they see like what it takes to actually run this business. And I feel like if I can give them more of these um, responsibilities and just kind of know a little bit more about how this actually works, um, then they're like, oh, I get it. Like, let's do this. So there's a lot of, you know, you like grow up in high school and like you have your job and you just like go and then you just want to get home and all these things. And I totally get that. Like, and I know that happens in this environment. Like they come to work and you think about the other things that you're going to do later. And so of course you don't want to be there all day, but I, don't want that like mentality of like, Oh, I just like looking at the clock and looking at the clock. I mean, I remember when I worked at fleet farm and I would literally like tally like the minutes until I went on my break. And that is, I mean, I love fleet farm, but like that is the atmosphere that I just don't want people to be in where like their mental (laughs) space is just getting like clouded by um, like counting down the time until they have to leave. And so I want to make it this, unique and fun experience while still having that, um, trust and respect of, you know, doing your job. And so, yeah, I mean, I want them to like see what I do and I want that to kind of reflect and I want them to, um, you know, learn what it's, what it's like to freaking work. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, okay, so you said that you would like, well, you had a previous job that you would like tally the clock. Um, So do you think that that like just influenced a lot, like any other previous jobs that you've had just like influenced the way that you wanted to be a boss? Or did you have somebody in your life previously that like, I guess like emulated the boss that you wanted to be? Like, did you have a good boss before you became an owner? Um, So I had, I mean, I worked at a couple places in college. Um. And I've always had great experiences. Uh, But I would say, like, I never, I mean, I was 21 when I started the bakery. So there's this, like, total, like, I don't know, like, five to ten years that I feel like, not that I missed out on having a boss. (laughs) Or, like, 
still a real job, like even in the corporate setting, um, I don't think I'm missing out on that in a way, but I also like don't know what it's like to go to an office for eight hours and then come home and like forget about the world or like your job world. Um, and so like when I worked at the co-op, like I had great bosses, but, um, you know, I didn't like ever have this like intense connection. Um, but when I worked at the cafe, I definitely saw Denise, my boss, um, work hard. I mean, she was there before I was there and after I was there. And, um, I mean, she cleaned the floors every single night. Like I would leave and I was too young enough to understand, like, I should stay. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. too young enough, but, or I was too young to understand, but it just like, it did like those dots don't connect. And until you actually physically do it, you're like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so, I guess it's like just so interesting to me that like you didn't have like a lot of jobs and I feel like the way that you are leading people only comes from people who have been in a circumstance where they're like, I never want anyone to ever experience this again. So it's just so interesting to me that you went in it so young and you're like, I want to be a place that's like a healthy culture. And yet, like you said, like there's not like drama or there's not like people complaining and just tell it straight as, as it is. And so that's just so interesting to me. Um, I was listening to um, an old pod. Whenever I go to work, I mean, I'm sure that you've also been here before too where you're the only person in the bakery and so I'm the only person there so I'm like I'm just gonna listen to podcasts so I've been like going and listening to like Bon Appetit's podcast from like two years ago um and so I actually listened recently to an interview with Christina Tozzi from Milk Bar um I don't know if it was like before Chef Steps or if it was after Chef Steps but um she was just talking about how like people often leave a restaurant because they don't well, first pay, probably they aren't getting enough pay. Um, or the main reason she said is because people aren't given the opportunities that they, that they need. And so then they go and search for someplace else. And she was just talking about like, what if we create like milk bar to be a place where like, we can bring like creative people on and we don't have to lose them that we can like provide like an, an environment for them to thrive. And so it just sounds like you also are doing the same thing as like, you don't know anything about like the croissants right now, but you're like go and make them <laughs> great thanks like, please don't ask me anything about the croissants we make <laughs> nothing about them <laughs> yeah but that's such such a cool thing because I feel like in small my experiences have been with small business owners who are kind of like they're very nervous and scared to tell people things because they want like the knowledge that they have to be theirs and so that's what I'm like wow it's so you're just I don't know if you know like how different you are from the outside of like wow she's letting people do stuff and she's being open and she's letting them like thrive and like be creative and doing like what they're passionate about as well while also learning from you and also given a space to fail in like a safe place where it's not like I don't know I'm sure like if somebody fails then they can like go to you and like talk it out and like figure out like what went wrong or you know, you could provide them like the resources. And I think that's such a unique thing. And um, I feel like people like later on down the road are like probably going to have like their own places or something and then be like attribute a lot of that to to you and to um, your bakery. So I don't yeah. th- know if you think that, but that's how I, I okay. think well, like looking in. That is very sweet of you. So thank you <laughs> a lot. Um, I think it's definitely kind of a tough road to navigate right now because 
I am, you know, 2019 was, is this like year of, um, uh, we are moving on to the next step of moving our bakery kind of across the other side of town. And so, um, forming that a whole new endeavor, you know, a lot of my time is going there. And so a lot of my time is like in the office and like emails and just like researching or just a lot of other small details. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I think this person could do this for me. And if I just start like delegating tasks, things just get a little bit easier. I'm like, okay, well, if you can go to the bank, then you're definitely capable of doing all these other things. (laughs) And you just kind of like slowly start like handing them more and more tasks until all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can like breathe again. Like at the, but also the hard part is, is that I'm not always in the kitchen and I don't always know what's going on. And then people are like, so tell me about your croissants. And I'm like, oh crap. (laughs) So it's this like blessing and a curse of like, yes, giving them like all of these opportunities. And I love, like, it was, it's such a great decision personally that I feel that has happened this year. Um, so I can focus on other things. It also does make me like, sometimes I'm like, all right, I got to do a bread party. One of these just to like, get it back in me, you know, like I got to like shape some dough to like, remember like what this feels like, or, um, I mean, there's just things where sometimes it's like, shoot, I should really know what it, you know, to get back in that kitchen. (laughs) Like I gotta, gotta stay in. So sometimes it's a little tough to it. Yeah. It's totally some, something to celebrate, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh shoot. (laughs) Yeah. You want to relate to like, well, first of all, you want to know what your is going on in your business, but at the same time, you also want to relate to your team of what is going on and how they're feeling day to day. And yeah, I've definitely have like had bosses that like would tell me stuff and they, I would be like, you don't even know like how this even works or the process or what you're asking me like time and labor wise, you don't even know the extent of what it takes to like make this. And you're telling me I have to do it a certain way. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, I never wanted to get to that point. So it's kind of this like, okay, take a step back, like before this gets any farther, like what, you know, what does this actually look like? So it's kind of fun to plan out the next year of, you know, responsibilities and, um, and I make sure to like, okay, I want to be on the counter. Like I want a counter shift every single week. Um, I want to make sure that I'm still interacting with customers and serving products, you know, for an entire day. Um, I may not be baking, but I'm in the bakery, you know, representing my business. And I think that's the biggest, Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing too. So what so it seems like you're like where you're like oh shoot I have to get back in there and you've like learned to balance it or you're at least like looking to balance it but I feel like there's a lot of people who are small business owners that can learn from you so how would you suggest to another small business owner to let them how who are nervous to let like little things go like going to the bank like making a deposit like that's such a simple task but at the same time you have to completely trust that person so how would you encourage them to like give opportunities to their team yeah and I think personally like I've always been a very like someone that just like trusts people easily so I think you have to like have that (laughs) yeah I mean you know not a lot of people can do that but I'm like you know what like if they need this, like, I mean, we just are so like open in our kitchen and like, I just, 
trust. And I feel like that's a good thing. Like I have trusted everybody so much that like, knock on wood, nothing like terrible has happened. And I almost feel like that you just kind of got to like, let it go and just let it be what it is. Um, and I would also just recommend like getting to know your staff a little bit more. I mean, we have like, you know, every quarter, every six months, um, just like sit down. I mean, this past week I've been sitting down with my staff individually just to like check in to see how they're doing. Um, you know, just one-on-one meetings of like, what does the schedule look like for you? How are you feeling? Are you happy? Are you sad? Like what's going on? And just like understanding, yes, they bake, but also what else do they do in like their free time or, um, like what other things are they good at? Like if, you know, Becca's like, Hey, I love spreadsheets. Then I'm going to be like, okay, let's get you something that has to do with spreadsheets. Like let's <laughs> figure out what other, um, you know, things that you guys like to do that I don't know about. And then that kind of like slowly starts to bring up these opportunities. I like, well, I didn't know that you enjoyed doing this or I didn't know you that you were like a clean freak or you loved organizing. Like, I guess I'm going to put you in charge of like reorganizing this whole space in this corner because you're probably going to do it way better than I am. <laughs> and I want to see like, what can you bring to the table? Because I can't do it all. Um, I mean, I, I used to be able to, and I, and I know that I physically and mentally am capable, but, um, not anymore. Like that's just not a healthy lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. we just need to like implement and, you know, push tasks onto other people, giving them a sense of responsibility and ownership in a way too. Yes. And I think all of those things are great. And as a person who has like been a manager, that's like also been one of my, like, while I've never like owned a bakery, I've just definitely been in leadership positions. And I always, always want to, I always want to understand that people like, I'm not just like giving them a paycheck, but at the same time, like they're there and they're helping me like fulfill like my vision, my dream. And I like, just want like other business owners to like also see it that way. And I would like whoever I work for in the future, like, I just want them to be like, grateful like I'm grateful for them for giving me a job in a in like a field that I'm passionate about and I feel creative to do it but at the same time they're also giving me a paycheck but then want them to be like grateful for me too because it's like me coming alongside them and being like well this is your vision and what can we do to like make it bigger push it forward make it consistent and just like seeing things for them as well and so yeah just yeah yeah I mean it's (laughs) It's definitely it's a two way street and, um, yeah, they're helping you and you're helping them. It's just this like trade off. Like, I mean, even with John and these croissants, I'm like, okay, you like, you can run with this by the way, <laughs> like, I'm giving you authority to just like move this forward and yeah, like check in with me or, um, your coworkers to, you know, for assistance or whatnot. But I want you to figure out like what this is like to get this like little croissant situation off the ground um, and just like run with it and own it and like be proud of yourself. And I, like, I'm incredibly proud. I'll go in the bakery and just like almost start crying. Cause I'm like, what, how did you guys just like make these like amazing cookies that I would never, ever come up with. Or I would have been like, Oh, what a great idea. I'll work on that. Like, I'll get to that. I'll, re- I'll find a recipe for you. And like weeks would go by and it just wasn't a priority for me because I had to do invoicing and checks and emails and all of the other things that go with running a business that eventually I was like, I don't have time for this and they do. And so put a computer in the bakery and just start 
doing it. <laughs> like just <laughs> look up recipes, tweak it to how we want it to be like main grain bakery style. Um, you know, be creative and then push the product. Do you think that there is a, cause I feel like small business owners, uh, just like they're just toiling away, trying to make sure like they're, you know, at the end of the day, like the lights are still on. Do you think that there's ever a moment that, uh, someone could, how do I want to word this, that they would realize what are like some key things that they could see in themselves to be like, Hey, I'm doing too much. Like, cause I feel like when you're doing too much, you don't know that you're doing too much until it's like too late. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm sick. And I need to take like three days off and I can't. Um, as far as like a specific employee goes, no, just like business owners in general. Uh, like what do you, what do you think is like a good point to like notice around like your surroundings and being like, I need to like pass this off. Like, was there ever a moment for you when you're like, I'm doing way too much? Um, yeah, definitely. Did that make sense? I know yeah. I like jumbled no. that question. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, when you come in earlier and stay later and you're like, why am I doing this when I have like capable hands that probably just don't know like the struggle that I'm dealing with. And part of me was just like, okay, um, I never, I think a lot of business owners struggle with like finding time to actually like implement new concepts or tasks or new ideas in the workplace. And uh, maybe I had like five minutes on a Sunday where I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to, I just need to plan ahead. And like, if I asked my staff, like, Hey, could you come in on a Saturday at five more than oftentimes they'll just say, yeah, of course. Do you need me to come in earlier? And I'm just like, okay, I think you, like, I was always afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was the problem until I stopped being afraid of that and realizing that they just want to be there or they want more hours or they like their job or they want more opportunities, um, or responsibilities and giving them that like, Hey, do you want to do the 5am shift instead of me? Or even this year, like I had Kelsey who like, she reached out and was like, I could do like the 1am or 2am shift for Thanksgiving instead of you. And I was like, Oh my God, perfect. Then I'll come <laughs> in three instead of one. And like, how amazing is this? And I didn't know that she was semi interested in how that worked. And then she was done by eight o'clock AM. And yes, that's not a lot of sleep, but she was able to like have the rest of that Thanksgiving day to like, just do whatever. So just asking for help. And that's the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually like really great advice is like, just ask for help. And like at the worst, they could be like, actually, no, I'm not available and be like, okay. <laughs> Totally. And then also just saying no. I mean, this is a whole nother topic that I feel like we could talk like another hour about this, but like just saying no to like certain people or clients or customers, you know, like, I mean, we stopped doing like wedding services last year and I never thought I would ever be able to do that. That was the biggest, um, the best thing that we could have done because we <laughs> focused more on our community we focus more on our business, like in the business instead of outside the business. And so instead of like rushing to get all these cakes done and set up in another city, you know, and put all of our time towards this one event. Yes, we like love and appreciate all of our brides and grooms that we had. But at the end of the day, it was just like we're forgetting about like our customers that like mm -hmm. want product. And we're like, sorry, sold out because we have a wedding in Wausau. Like it, that just can't happen. And we don't have a big enough space or a big enough passion to like make that happen. 
that speaks that speaks to my heart so much and you have no idea the last place that I worked I it would get so stressful whenever like brides would come in and we would do tastings with them and they would want like a we would change the menu on a monthly basis and um they would want a flavor from like three months ago and then we would have to make that flavor and then but that flavor was not on the menu and then we would just have this but then we never put it out it was we never put it out in the case and I'm like we have this flavor and we just made it and yeah. It's just going to be tossed because yeah. of a bride. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, and it's I, nothing against, like, the brides or grooms specifically. It's just, like, it's just the business of that is totally something more specific, and we just couldn't do it all. Yeah, and, and I also think, like, you, the last place that I worked, like, they also had never, like, been small business owners. They had never worked in the restaurant industry. They just decided to open up this place. And, you know, what they don't know, they don't know until like later on and you're like hey we're throwing away a lot of stuff just for these like brides who like want to taste like things because you offered it to them but you didn't know Uh so yeah I'm sure that you've also had a lot of moments that you've learned yeah I mean there are some cakes that were like I want this this and this and I was like okay and then I would (laughs) do it and I would just want to like die like I was like I can't I don't know how to make little mermaid I don't know how to draw her like I that is not my expertise but here we go (laughs) <laughs> yeah I would I would have been like no I don't do that at the end but like at the end of the day I was like but I didn't actually enjoy doing that it was fun when it was over so how do we navigate that <laughs> I had a boss one time and there's a lot of things at this one job that like just stuck with me and one of the things that he always said was you can't be everything for everyone and I just feel I feel that all the time now that as I'm getting older and like working in this industry when people ask me to make like a special donut flavor I'm like I don't want like I don't have to and I don't want to like I feel like I've created like a platform for myself to where I will make what I want it's going to taste good because I'm passionate about the flavor. And like you said, like drawing Little Mermaid, be like, I don't, I haven't seen that movie since I was like five. So I don't even remember what she looks like. She's going to be like winking and like her hair is going to be like. (laughs) Yeah, we're just not going to have a face because that's just easier. (laughs) Is she happy? We don't know. (laughs) I'm not happy, so. (laughs) Um, As we are talking, it is January 2020. It just turned January 20. I think it's yeah January 2nd. Um, Not quite sure when I'm going to post this, but in the whole spirit of like looking back um, to the last decade and then going towards the new decade. So the first question that I have for you in that is what are some things within the history of your bakery that you're surprised still happened? Yeah, so I would say um, probably just purchasing the bakery. on my own to become the sole owner. Um, like, I don't even know. <laughs> I give a lot of credit to my husband, uh, still boyfriend at the time. I mean, he was like helping me still is just like helping me day in and day out with like random questions that I have. Um, but that was like, um, I, I'll just relate it to a divorce. <laughs> it was just like really, because we didn't know exactly how to do that. And I've never done that. Um, it was just, totally difficult to to figure out the next step I mean it's just awkward uncomfortable hard expensive (laughs) like a lot of things um everything turned out great and so I'm very thankful to like where I am now um but I always look back and that is definitely a memory of like wow that's pretty cool um 
that we're able to navigate that and just kind of um, move on to the next steps um, in a healthy way. And then I just hired on a, like two employees. I think I took out a loan right when that was happening. And I had like, I saved enough money to like hire on two employees because I knew that I had, I had to like replace them in a way. Um, but they wouldn't be there at the amount of hours that we were all put in, which was like basically 24 <laughs> seven. And, um, so with those new employees, I mean, it was then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I have to like be a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think, the coolest part about that and just over the past few years is transitioning transitioning from like in my head, I'm going to own a bakery and I'm going to be a baker to now I'm going to own a bakery. I'm going to bake a little, but mostly manage people. And it is really hard, but extremely rewarding. And so making that like transition of like, okay, well, this is, I guess this is what my life is. <laughs> Um, in a really positive and great way. Like, I think that's just pretty cool. Um, and the things that I've learned about people and about myself and how to like, like, uh, hear people out and communicate. I mean, like, I don't, I would say that I'm, I was never a great communicator. Um, and now like, that's always the goal of like, okay, let's get this out because it's just healthy for everyone. Um, let's talk about, you know, what's next and, Um, just even in the kitchen, like who's doing what here, like what's actually going on? Because if we're all on the same page, we're happy. So I would say like, that is a surprise that I never really thought I would see coming. Yeah. I did wonder as we were talking and you were like saying like, Oh, I never really had like, uh, any other jobs. And I like started this thing at 21. Uh, but I feel like, did you know, like you didn't really know like what you were in for and you didn't like at what point like you said like I'm gonna own a bakery like it's just like you're already owning a bakery and then at a certain point I feel like you're probably like this I'm owning a bakery (laughs) (laughs) I just like wrote it all over my house like on every wall (laughs) just kidding (laughs) I own a bakery like finally sunk in (laughs) no um but yeah I mean it definitely I don't know I it's that's such a hard question to answer just because like I again I just go back to being like 21 and like just naive and like whatever this sounds fun like I mean it's for like are you like nuts like what are you doing and I was like um I guess this is just what I'm gonna do (laughs) so just going in with like a blindfold I just like that I think that was like the best way to learn like I I just didn't know and that was probably the best thing for me you should listen to Christina Tozzi's, her interview, because she actually talks a lot about uh, that she, like, wasn't really aware of, like, the growth that was happening because she was just, like, in her mind the whole entire time. And, yeah, I feel like you would relate a lot to it. Awesome. I will. Um, okay, so my last question for you are, what are some goals that you have for yourself as a boss for 2020, and what are some goals that you have for the bakery? Cool. Um so goals for being a boss is just to like, listen more. Um, I'm definitely like crazy when I'm in the bakery. So <laughs> you you know, on Instagram story, like if you watch, you just know that I just like walk around the bakery and put people on the spot and like just <laughs> say it how it is. And, um, so maybe like, you know, continuing that in a way, but like tone it down a bit. <laughs> 
Um, and just kind of be more like present and aware of like what's going on in the space. Um, so, you know, in one word, I would just say, listen, um, even if I'm having like staff meetings or whatnot, I just want to be like, I want to listen to what they have to say, um, you know, before I'm like, (laughs) you're all my ideas. I had like 40 cups of coffee. (laughs) Um, and so that, um, specifically, um, I decided a couple weeks ago that that's something that I really want to work on. Um, and that's not even like, I mean, I'm not a new year's resolution person, but like, it was like two months ago that I was like, you know what? I just need to start listening more. And then I was like, well, it so happens to be January 2020 soon. So that's going to be my word. Um, and then eventually we'll open up our new space this year. So the goal is to have that, um, ready to rock by mid 2020. Um, will, will you still stay in the same place or like, are you like doing like more like a commissary kitchen? Like what's it going to look like? Yeah. We're not really sure what is going to happen with the space that we're renting right now. Um, we have the opportunity to keep it and, um, that, you know, it could turn into something else or stay the same or use it as like our wholesale space or whatnot. But, um, the new space will be twice the size with my office attached to it, which is amazing and unbelievable. (laughs) Um, So that space will have like overflow where we can, or like a big enough kitchen where we can like teach workshops or baking, uh, classes, business classes. I want to do a little bit more, um, just kind of like hang out, you know, groups of people just talking about business and what it's really like. And, um, just basically this kind of talk, you know, ups and downs. Um, I started doing that with a friend of mine, Quinn, who owns a women's boutique in Stevens point as well. Um, so you should look at her page as well. It's, um, assembly. Assembly. Got it. Yes. And so, um, we started, you know, hosting a few workshops and it's been very successful. And so we want to do more of that. So just trying to figure out what's next for this year, um, is a goal of mine to have, um, more of those opportunities come up for people, um, more social media presence. Um, that's huge for our growth as a business, getting people into the space. Um, and just like our email newsletters I started last year, and I want to continue that on a more regular basis, a little bit more often showing up in people's inboxes, just about like business and my personal life and um, just trying to, you know, connect with more people um, via the internet, but also um, like face to face too. Um, a huge goal of mine is to have a podcast someday, but I don't know and don't, so I might interview you next, I don't know. <laughs> but that's down the road. Um, I'm just giving you my pipe dreams here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have 40 cups of coffee? I did have a cup before <laughs> this. Just so it's like, okay, it's dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love listening to you. I feel like I'm always the complimentary person to a person who like has those like long-term dreams that can like see the future and like just constantly like says and I don't know if this is you but like has a lot of ideas and I'm like the person who's like okay but how does this happen realistically like I feel like I'm my like past 10 years I'm always partnered up with a person who just has a lot of dreams and I feel like I mean I'm sure that you've already discovered like your weaknesses and the people on your team already who like are that don't have those weaknesses Mm -hmm. 
Yep, for sure. And I think that's like another thing. What? Okay, so I did have another question as you were talking about um, all this leadership stuff. And I, I'm glad that you said that it's one of your favorite things to talk about. How, does it make you feel good that it's like one of your favorite things that you're passionate about? And like, as somebody who's like never been there, like yeah. I can see it. And you're like, yes. Oh. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, that makes that that's definitely helpful to hear. Um, yeah, for sure. I love talking about it. I could talk about it all day. And um, where was I going to go with that? Oh, I didn't actually ask the question. So that's probably why you don't know where you're going with it. Um, so the question was, um, I just like said it. Um, what do you have like any like leadership books that you have read? Or do you have the time to read? Or did you just like, you know, just learn all of these, like, hey, communication, we should do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brene Brown, I did get her book about a year and a half ago, and I think I got four pages in. So I'm reading that. <laughs> what is what is that called? Brene Brown's um, Dare to Lead. I'm going to write it yeah. down. So um, I'm not a huge reader. Uh, okay. So another goal would be to, this is like my whole life, just to like have more like quiet time, reading time, um, I get a lot of, I guess I just get a lot of inspiration from Instagram and like-minded business owners. Um, so unfortunately I have, I'm going to go that route. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love to like hear that because then I love, it always like leads to like the next person that like I find to like want to talk to. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So um, I wish I could say that I'm a reader, but let's just be real here. Like I am thinking about other things while I'm reading and then I'm like, oh, okay. I have to reread that whole chapter because <laughs> I was like half awake. So that's unfortunate, but um, you know, goals. <laughs> Hashtag. Wait, so who are the accounts that you follow? Um, well, I would say... I, gosh, it's not anything like specific. It's just like in general, I think I just like scroll through my feed and whether it's just like local businesses in Stevens Point that are doing things, I'm like, oh, ideas. Yes, let's collaborate. Let's um, promote that business, which that's what kind of what I did this past year. Um, so it's just like, I don't know, just like little things that spark ideas of mine to be like, okay, writing that down and doing it. So I wouldn't say it's like a specific person or persons. Um, Got it. Yeah. Um, did you ever read the, or look through, not read, the Sister Pie's uh, recipe book, her pie book that she released? No. She talks a lot about like her team and, uh, I mean, Sister Pie is in Detroit. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it or cool. if you've ever been there, but um yeah, she just talks about that a lot, about just, I've like, yes, look it up, and I'm sure, and I just discovered, because I'm also not a reader, I discovered, for all these podcast listeners who probably already know this, is that you can go to the library, and they have cookbooks there oh <laughs> that you don't have to buy. That's so funny. I got, like, a library card last year, and I was like, oh, who's this? And then I um, shredded it not too long ago, because I was like, listen, I'm just never going to go back. <laughs> maybe you can unshred your library card, but I've been going because I'm like, I don't want to spend $40 on a cookbook every single time. Sorry, cookbook authors, but (laughs) I go in there and I'll just like flip through them and I will 
be like just so inspired just by reading the titles of their recipes and since I'm like doing donuts now I'm like I could take that dessert or what even if it's a savory dish I'm like I can convert this into a donut and I did not I just went to my local public library and it's right there but what I'm trying to say is they probably have sister pie the book there but yeah she she has like a whole like a whole chapter just based on like what it means to like be with her team so yeah you should look into that too because I feel like you would also relate to that as well um cool well thanks so much for talking with me and I loved listening to your story I have never been on a podcast uh that talks about baking which is kind of funny thanks for being my first oh yeah (laughs) um yeah you're welcome Thank you so much to Sarah Joe for being my first interview of the year and for being the type of boss that you are. You seriously take that role with honor and it really seems like your team finds it easy to work for you. I can't wait to see where you and your bakery grow this year. Make sure you're following Main Grain Bakery and as always, if you have a baker or pastry chef you'd love to hear more of their story, send them my way. Thanks guys!